Hey, all you nostalgic rowers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Every single one. That's right. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life. 90s music got me like and previously on x-men share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on facebook or twitter at here we go pod and please rate subscribe and share the show wherever you get your podcasts today we're discussing beverly hills 90210 season 7 episode 8 the things we do for love the title of this episode that's right you're a step ahead kendra because this title comes from 10cc's hit single the things we do for love from their 1977 album deceptive blends Interesting name. Yeah. All right, let's tune in to CUTV. Okay. This year, you can replay each day at five right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode first aired on November 6, 1996. Mm-hmm. Birthdays, November 4th, Gillian Zinzer, who plays Ivy in the CW years, turns 11. Oh. And November 8th, Jessica Loundis, who plays Adriana, turns eight. There we go. One movie to mention, November 8th, the Ron Howard film Ransom hits the big screen. Eh. That's, eh? My, one, that's my one word review. Eh. Okay. Is this the one that my husband wants to watch, but he can't find it on yes. anywhere to... Yeah, like, I think so. You can't so. buy it, you can't that's stream right. it. You, it's like, like only DVD. That's it. If you can find a DVD or a VHS, you can watch it. November 3rd, uh, this is TV now, November 3rd, Inspector Gadget's Field Trip, an educational spinoff of the classic cartoon, debuted on the History Channel and would air for two seasons. It blew my mind when I learned that Inspector Gadget's voiced by Don Adams, who was Maxwell Smart and Get Smart. I loved both <laughs> of those shows, and then one day it dawned on me and I was like, what? That's hilarious. You know, he, he had a type. Yeah. He spy with gadgets. That's right. And that's what he stuck to. Those two things. Yep. November 9th, The Lazarus Man, a Western starring Robert Urich, airs its final episode. Oh, this was kind of a this was kind of a scandal. Robert Urich had played Spencer, based on the Robert Parker character, Spencer, uh, sure. in the series Spencer for Hire. And he was doing this Western on TNT, and TNT renewed it, but then he was diagnosed with cancer, and the production company was like, we don't want to mess with that, and canceled it yikes yeah even though the network had already renewed it so he sued them and it was a whole big thing but yeah we have the one season show the lazarus man all right music november 5th our very own brian austin green released his debut album one stop carnival with a name like that how can it be bad kendra we have i think we have to do an episode about Ooh. this album Ooh. I, think ha- I think we're obligated Ooh, maybe Just put that put that in in your brain for later okay all right it re- it received a 1.5 star rating from all music wow okay okay november 12th the dog father <laughs> the second album by snoop dog was released it hit number one and was certified platinum okay and hardcore the debut album of lil kim was released it peaked at number three on Billboard's hip hop charts and went double platinum. Good okay. time for hip hop, I That's think. That's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Video games, October 31st, Twisted Metal 2 debuted on PlayStation. 
Yeah, I never played these games, but I remember that seeing the covers of them constantly. Games? It's like a racing slash destruction game. Fun. Yes, love it. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. All right. Well, Mel Gilden, the author of 12 Beverly Hills 90210 novelizations, as well as a guest on this show, also had a prolific career as a television writer working on shows like Fraggle Rock, The Flintstone Kids, The Smurfs, and Little Shop, which was an animated series based on the musical Little Shop of Horrors. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He's all he's also just a nice guy. He wished me a happy birthday. He likes my orange cat, you know? Nick, you've been in a million musicals, but I can I can finally say I was Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. I know. I always think of you. Every time I hear anything about Little Shop of Horrors, I think Kendra was in that. I was in a musical that I will yeah. not let anyone watch the DVD of. Ooh. You're not allowed. Are you bad? Are you bad in it? No. Remember, remember oh. Eric's tried to get us a million times to watch the DVD, and I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah. No one can watch Just it. Just embarrassing? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, let's look at our synopsis for The Things We Do for Love. Things get awkward when Brandon joins Tracy on the anchor desk after rejecting her attempts at romance. David comes to terms with the loss of his grandfather while his inheritance causes friction with Mel. Donna and Cliff grow closer until Cliff lets it slip that he's leaving town. What a twist, Cliff. Poor Donna. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, Kelly and Steve begin to suspect Valerie's pregnancy may not be real. They're on to I don't know. It's impossible to say. In this episode, I was watching it and I was like, it what is she pregnant? I can't I I can't tell if she's making it or not. I know. It's wild. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Lori McCarthy. That was a new name to me, so I looked it up. She began as a story editor on the show in season seven. This is her first written by credit, and she'll stay on the general staff for the remainder of the series. Uh, she also went on to create the CW series Rain, which I loved, like about Mary Queen of Scots. If you haven't yeah. watched that, it's so good. It's so good. It's been on my list. I'm pretty sure it's on the CW Seed app with the CW 90210, so... No excuse. Uh, It was directed by Gilbert M. Shilton, one of the regular directors here. Lots of returning players popping back. Joseph Guillen is Kenny Bannerman. Love him or hate him, he's here. Dalton James is Mark Reese. Greg Vaughn is Cliff Yeager. Dan Gaudier is Dick Harrison. Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver. And this one, this one blew my mind because Erica Young is back as Adele Silver. And I was like, well, surely that's a different person. But no, it is the same actress wondered if it was because she looked very familiar. She so. had the vibe, yeah. But I went and looked it up. She appeared once as David's grandma in season one, episode 15. That's they the, got her the only, and they got her back. That's great. I love it. I love, love it. it. So here she is. And we will see her again. Final appearance of Amy Ryder as Linda Barnes. She and Kelly were having lunch in this episode. Final appearance of Rug Williams as the floor director at CUTV. And then we have Michael Boatman Simon as Paul Venton. Uh, He mostly works behind the scenes, but appeared in the film Hoosiers with Gene Hackman. Did you ever watch Hoosiers, Kendra? Um, This is very funny, actually, because I went to go see my dad. And when I walked in the apartment, he and my uncle were watching this movie. And I was like, what movie is this? And they're like, Hoosiers. I was like, I've never seen it. Yeah. So I've seen the end of I've seen the last 10 minutes of Hoosiers. Okay, well, maybe he was in it. I don't know. 
Uh, and then finally, we have David Ruprick as the lawyer. He has such a fun IMDb page. He was in like every hit show of the 80s. Uh, he was in things like Rockford Files, Quincy, Three's Company, Punky Brewster, Webster, like everything. Just like boom, 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 small wonder. You name it, he was in it. Fun. Yeah, it was good times. All righty, let's get into the episode, shall Woo! we? Yes. We start at, I guess they're at, are they at Mark's house? Yeah. Okay, yep. it was hard Mark to tell where they were. Mark and David's, yeah. Yes, Mark and David's. So it's Brandon, Tracy, and Mark. And Brandon is just like on this role. He's like very passionate about voting and political parties. I, I don't know. They're just having this conversation and Brandon's like... Yeah. Very passionate. Well, this would have aired the day after the, the Clinton Dole election. I so, figured we were close to an election. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm sure that's why, because it comes throughout, you know, and that was, I feel like that was a pretty big one at the time. Yeah. Mark likes Brandon's enthusiasm and suggests that he and Tracy should co-anchor. <gasps> oh. Show. And Brandon's like, no, I couldn't do that. That wouldn't make good TV. He and he makes a comment about like how Pee Wee's Playhouse was great TV, but he's this not is... wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Um, so they're all off to the Peach Pit, but David says he can't go because he has to head up to Palm Springs for the reading of the will. Right, his grandfather. Um, Brandon stays behind for a minute to offer his condolences and we get this nice little moment between Brandon and David. I feel like we haven't had a moment no. between the two of them in a hot I know. minute. I know. I feel like I, I missed Dylan in this episode because, you know, Dylan and David kind of had that bonded through grief kind of thing. And then David proceeds to just relive a Dylan plot for the rest of the episode. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of Dylan vibes coming through here. Also not super relevant, but I just want you to know that shirt that Mark is wearing. I had that. I had that shirt. Oh, my goodness. Yep. yep. Well, after Brandon leaves, D David goes straight to the liquor cabinet. Yeah. Where, I mean, <laughs> which I was like, oh, here we go. He yep. does pour himself the tedious, tiniest bit yeah, but of, of like hard liquor. I mean, I think that's still all right. That's, that's quite the breakfast, I guess. <laughs> after the intro, we go to the water, the bay. I don't know yeah. where they are. But <laughs> Um, Claire has apparently joined crew and yeah. she is now the coxswain for the crew for this, Great. for, for Dick Harrison's fraternity, which Great. I didn't touch the name of his fraternity. No, I didn't either. Um, but yeah, so she's on crew by the way, coxswain had to look it up. It's spelled C O X S W A I N. Oh, you pronounce it coxswain. Well, there Cox. you go. You figured it out. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we see rowing team. She's calling out the strokes and everyone's, you know, they're doing a good job. Steve is waiting for her when she gets back to shore and he's he wants to talk to her. He wants, you know, he's still trying to get her to give him another chance. But she's she's pretty well moved on. She's yeah. like, I'm yeah. sick now. Like, this is the way it is. You need to get over it. Yeah. Um, and Which is just, just again so weird after we had like almost a season long arc about like who's she gonna choose and then like you know we're not even 10 episodes into this season and she's like Meh. yeah she's like no i'm not i'm not with steve anymore she's open to being in a thruple with steven that's it yeah a thruple or nothing yeah so of course dick harrison comes over and he's you know 
Like, is there a problem here? And uh, He has real bro energy. Yeah. And Steve ends up saying like, well, maybe Keg should have a crew team. Like maybe we should row. So I guess he's going to try and get that. Yeah, to I guess. I guess. Sure. At the Welsh house, Kenny and Valerie are on the phone. Uh, we only get like, I think that, is this the only scene with Kenny actually in it in the whole episode? No, because he runs into Kelly later. Oh, right, right, right. But um, he has apparently put the check for, how much was it? $100,000? 100000 yeah. On hold yeah. until she has the abortion. I guess and he, he wants asked, to see a receipt or something. I, I don't know. know. Well, she he asks her, did you do it yet? And she says no. Why wouldn't she just say yes? I, I don't know. I don't know if she's still like angling to get with him. I don't know. I've I've lost the thread on Valerie. Anyway, she doesn't say yes. She says no. And he says, well, until you do that, no money. Yeah. So Steve comes home and overhears her talking on the phone, overhears her saying she's pregnant and that she's going to get rid of the baby. Right. Right. So so now Steve knows. And Valerie asks him not to tell anyone, especially Brandon. Yeah. And I'm sure he won't. No, he'll keep it a secret. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Donna offers Claire a ride to school because Cliff is there to pick her up. And Claire's just, you know, like, oh, I don't want to go to school because I don't want to see Steve. And Donna is kind of like, I think if you're maybe you're think if you're thinking about Steve all the time, that probably means yeah, maybe feel like maybe a little something there. Yeah, yeah. And we also learned that Donna and Cliff are going on a hiking trip. Right. But Donna doesn't like hiking. She doesn't like it. Also, he just rescued her from like her falling down. Right. The and, the yeah. I thought so the same thing too. Yeah. Maybe hiking, not the best idea. Yeah. But if she falls, he can rescue her again and then she'll get another reward. So. <laughs> All right. We go to the CUTV studio where Tracy and Brandon are just like looking through footage they shot, um, putting together a segment. And it's people talking about. I don't know. The one guy is talking about how the government should be involved in what women should be allowed to wear. And then a girl's talking about how she shouldn't have to wear a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. I don't know. Seems silly. I, it, it did. I couldn't really tell if they were trying to like, it felt like a false equivalency if that's what they were trying to do. And it, it like it, they spent enough time on it that I thought maybe they were trying to say something, but then I was kind of like, well, maybe not. Maybe they, maybe they're just airing <laughs> tapes of people being, I don't know. Well, then Tracy and Brandon start talking about, like, is she liberal or conservative? And she says that she's undecided. Like, she falls in different places on different points. And he says, well, comes a time where you have to make a decision about yep. something. You have to yep. choose a side. The thing with Tracy, because you, I cannot help but compare her to Susan every time she's in a scene. Susan just was so good. She was such a good actress, but also the character just brought such, like... She felt like an equal. And Tracy just always feels like the nerdy little sister just hoping someone will notice her. And I'm just over it from day one. Yep. I'm I'm over it, too. I thought maybe we were getting rid of her in this episode, mm -hmm. but, but that doesn't seem to be the case. No, it doesn't. Mark and Kelly are at the student union and... He's about to leave for class, but then he just like out of the blue is like, when's the last time you made love? I'm doing mm. a story about it mm -hmm, for, mm -hmm. <laughs> for the 
for CUTV. Um, and she says, well, it's been a while. And he says, any changes on that front coming soon? And she says, no, not for a while. Yeah. Which I had to kind of remind myself, because I guess I did think that they slept together, but because they spent no. the night together. Right. They spent the night together, but she was like, we didn't do anything. Yeah, so. nothing happened. Nothing happened. So as Mark leaves, sad Steve enters, and he is just, he just doesn't know what to do, because mm. he has this big secret, and he wants yeah. to tell Brandon, but he can't tell Brandon, so Kelly's here. He blurts it out, tells Kelly that... Ugh. Valerie. Yeah, happened. I know. I was like, don't tell anybody else. Don't go tell Claire, anybody tell else. Donna, like anyone. Yep. So Steve's like, I don't know what to do. Should I tell Brandon? And Kelly says, don't tell Brandon. I will talk to Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, usually they're so good at referencing past things. And Kelly does mention her mother at some point having had an abortion, but no talk about her and Andrea, her taking Andrea to the clinic and Andrea right. changing her mind. And like, that was such a big, like Kelly storyline. Funny not to get even a throwback to that. True. I forgot about that. So did they. We go to the reading of the will. Mel gets $250,000. Yeah. And he didn't even have to get an abortion. David gets $250,000 and he gets the car. Yeah. The precious Thunderbird. Mm -hmm. Which we'll talk about it later, but what a, what a yeah. kick in the pants for Mel. Yeah, it is. Not <laughs> very sure nice. Is. No. Yeah. So, um, and everything else goes to his wife. Um, and Mel and David are both very surprised at the. Yeah amount of money and that there's just like there's no uh strings attached it's just yeah here, David, there you go there's yeah, it's, a, it's a windfall yeah yeah at the peach pit kelly is waiting for valerie and she asked nat like valerie seemed to you lately is she seemed okay is she seemed weird and nat th nat says she's fine he is surprised that she and kelly are meeting up yeah because he thought they didn't talk and they don't they, no, they don't. Hey, quick question. Did I hallucinate that Nat got married and had a child in his 60s? Did that nope, happen? That happened. That really happened? Okay, yep. just making sure. I haven't seen him in a while. No, they, not they sure where they are. I don't know. So Valerie arrives, and there's a little bit of beating around the bush, but finally Kelly's like, listen, I know you're pregnant. Yeah. And Valerie immediately knows it was Steve that told. And Kelly, I mean, it's kind of nice. Kelly's. She doesn't do any, you know, shaming or anything. She's just like, you need to not be alone. Let me let me help you through this. Mm -hmm. And Valerie does like relax a little bit. And she's like, oh, it's been so I mean, she's lying about it all. But she's like, it's been so hard doing this yeah. alone. And um, Kelly yeah. also mentions that she's like, I know how Kenny is. I babysitted for him. You don't think he flirted with me? Mm -hmm. Gross. Yeah, it is gross. It is gross. You know, I, Valerie is lying, like, I think. Um, but when she's like, it's lonely, like dating a married man, because you can't talk about it when it's going good. You can't talk about being happy. And you also can't, like, nobody wants to know when you like get dumped or whatever. And I thought that was true. Like, I don't know if she was really opening up to, like, try to connect with Kelly. But it seemed like maybe we got a little maybe. bit of true bonding in there, you know? Yeah. I think so. It was a good scene. They, they're they good together. They are good together. And we haven't had anything except just them, you know, like 
side-eyeing each other for a while. So. Yeah, I know. Um, and Kelly says, I'm coming with you to your appointment. I will pick you up tomorrow. That's it. This is happening. And Valerie tries to take her out of it, but there's no talking around. Mm -mm. Nope. All right. We go to the hiking trail with Cliff and Donna. Whoa. Donna's loving being out in nature. She goes to sniff a flower, and he's like, that is poison sumac, so maybe... Don't sell that one. He, I would, he should have grabbed, I mean, her face is right next to it. He should have grabbed her and pulled her away. I agree. He was very uh, chill about it. Um, So I guess they're doing like a whole overnight thing because he's like, oh, we can pick this flower and put this in our, it'll taste nice with our dinner. And yep. um, so they're going to hike to a lake and spend the night. All right, we go back to the water where now the Keg brothers are trying their hand at rowing. <laughs> and of course, shenanigans ensue and they're yeah. falling in the water. It's not looking good. And mm -hmm. uh, Dick and Claire and his whole team walk up as this is happening and they're laughing at them. And um, of course, then Steve has to challenge them to yeah. a race. Yeah, <laughs> great idea. Yeah. And Claire is just like, you're unbelievable. Like, you're a stupid idiot. But he is challenging them to a race. He's like, give us a couple days. And we'll row as good as you. That's right. That's you know right. How much upper body strength you need and stamina. I just like, it's crazy. I'm going to guess a lot. A lot. Yeah. I'm going to guess the bar is high. Yeah. All right, we go back to David's grandparents' house where they're outside looking at the Thunderbird. And they're talking about, you know, memories of David getting, you know, him like letting David drive it down the driveway and um, all that stuff. And he and his grandmother have a moment where he's like, you know, I'm really sorry I wasn't here. And she's, she said that, she had told him that David was on his way. So like, he didn't know oh. that David wasn't coming. Oh, um, and so that's sweet. You know, that's he a nice knew, he knew that David yeah. loved him. So Mel joins them and <laughs> just probably the wrong time for this, but he says that he's going to call a lawyer yeah. and set up a trust for yeah. this new money so yeah. that, he David won't just have access to all of it. He'll have to like ask Mel, kind of right. like a you know, like yeah, like Dylan and Jim Walsh, a, yeah, a Dylan exactly. and Jim Walsh situation. Yeah, you're right though. It is such a swing and a miss for Mel because he's like David. You know, what would be like so fun <laughs> if you if you had restricted access to that money and like look, what if like I was the one who controlled it? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Sign here. So David is not for this at all. He says, you know, grandpa knew what he wanted and he wanted me to have this money. He trusted me. He did. Mel says he'll take it to court if he has to. Yeah. That's intense. That is. Yeah. And David jumps in the Thunderbird and is like, you know, I'm never going to be an adult to you. It doesn't matter what I do. Mm -hmm. And he says he's going to a bar great cool so he, he drives off in that That's pretty cool. red car find a bar oh a vintage sports car kind of like what was his name dylan yeah <laughs> at kelly donna claire's valerie calls to tell kelly hey you don't oh, actually oh. have to come oh don't worry about it 
Kenny took the whole day off. Yeah, and he's, he's gonna be gonna there with me. So don't even and don't even call to check if the appointment's real. Even you don't even have to do that because it's it is real. Yeah, but. So Kelly says, you know, well, whatever you need, let me know. I'm going to stop by later and check on you. And just trying to be very supportive to Valerie. Back on the hiking trail, Donna and Cliff stop to make camp. So this, this I'm realizing doesn't really make sense time-wise. Because we saw them, and now this is a new day. Right. Right? Am I right? Yeah, but we it saw also them hiking. Yeah. Now it's a new day. They're still h- hiking and they're just now stopping to make camp. Yeah. Also, like when it was dark with them, I feel like it wasn't dark for the other. Am I making that up? It, you're right. It doesn't... We'll see when we get there. But yeah, it, it hasn't gotten yeah. dark on the hiking trail. Okay. Yet. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, anyway, they stopped to make camp and they talk a little bit about Cliff's upbringing. He grew up in Hell's Kitchen. And he did he know Daredevil? Do you think (laughs) maybe? And he learned, you know, how to survive on the streets, life on the streets. Yep. (laughs) But they also talk about like he made a friend in New York City who was a ranger, and that's kind of what got him interested in joining the military. And he says that person saved his life. And Don is like, he saved your life, so you could save my life. Mm-hmm. I can't circle. figure out Cliff's deal because like based on his stories, he's got to be at minimum 38. At you know minimum. what I mean? Minimum. Like, yes. I don't I mean, know. You can do a couple years in the, in the military. Okay. Yeah. And then get out. But it just know. feels like a lot of things have happened. He's like, I thought I was a uh, hike in the Yukon. Uh, <laughs> For three or four years. Well, it seems uh, like they're in a different time dimension, so maybe true. time works that's differently. True. That's true. Cliff just got back. He was deployed at the Korean War, and uh, now he's <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, it's a tomorrow uh, war situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, Brandon is dropping off Tracy at her dorm, and she is making her intentions clear. She wants him to come in and he says no. And she says, we'll come back later then. And he says no. And I don't really know what his, I don't really know what his deal is. Yeah, I guess. It seems like he was interested in her, but now he doesn't seem like he wants to pursue anything with her at all. He says that he just wants to, he's not ready for something serious. He just wants to keep it casual. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I, I mean, know. she. I, I feel like she's being weird. I mean, she keeps inviting him back to her room. She turns yeah. him down when he asks her out to the party. It's like there's not... It, this is a whole... I don't understand this relationship, I guess. It's not a relationship. It's dumb. Right. It's just casual. Yeah. All right. We go to a restaurant where Kelly has met up with Linda, who was the lady who's in charge of the AIDS hospice where she yes. worked. And they haven't seen each other in a bit because Kelly doesn't work there anymore. So they met up for lunch. And as they're talking, Kelly looks up and sees Kenny Bannerman walk into the restaurant. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. Kenny sees her and comes over to say hello. And she's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Shouldn't you, like... And she kind of tries to, like, you know, see if he'll pick up on anything. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I'm here for lunch. I work right down the street. Yeah. And she says, well, that's weird mm-hmm. because he's not supposed to be here right now. No, he isn't. He really isn't. At the Walsh house, Kelly comes over and says she's looking for Steve. 
And Brandon says, well, he's up with Valerie. She's in bed with the flu. Like, you don't want to catch that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, okay. So after Brandon leaves, Steve comes down and they both know the situation. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, go up and see her. She's been in bed all day. Kelly brought her some tabloids to read. And she kind of is like, well, how did it go? How was Kenny? And Valerie says it was horrible, but Kenny was great. Mm. He was by her side the whole day. That sure sounds like Kenny to me. And she says, well, I actually saw Kenny at lunch. So, and she says, and then Valerie's like, well, yeah, I mean, he left for lunch, but then he came back. (laughs) He took a lunch break. Yeah, he did. Yep. And then, yeah, I mean, Kelly doesn't believe that at all. So Valerie's like, fine. He didn't show. I did the whole thing by myself. Kelly also doesn't believe this, but she's like, get some rest. We'll talk later. Mm-hmm. Like, just get some rest. Yeah. So then she goes downstairs and tells Steve the whole thing. And But Steve's like, you know, just cut her some slack. Like, she just had an abortion. Like, she's... She's had a hard day. Yeah, Maybe yeah. she's just not remembering things clearly. Right. Back on the hiking trail. Okay, so now it's night. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And they're by the fire. And he is telling her this whole thing about how bald eagles mate for life and how they like make love midair <laughs> and then <laughs> dive down. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's yeah. the weirdest thing he could possibly it was be bizarre. talking about. It was bizarre, yeah. I mean, he goes into detail about the whole process, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was funny he called it lovemaking. When the birds make love. Yeah. <laughs> Avian lovemaking. He minored in college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Donna's like, oh, Cliff, I've just so enjoyed spending time with you. Well, why wouldn't you? And he says, well... I'm actually leaving tomorrow, maybe for a while, to go work in Louisiana. Uh, Doesn't know how long he's going to be gone. That's true. He's going to work on an oil rig, which our mutual friend Steve Rudd worked on an oil rig for many years. So, wow. There you go. Yeah. Crazy. I know. So, Dawn is not mad. She's just disappointed. <laughs> right, right. At the situation. Poor uh-huh. Donna. Yeah, I know. Cannot catch a break. No, she can't. No, she can't. Back at the studio, Brandon is working late and Tracy came to find him and she says, you know, this is going to be my last broadcast. I just feel uncomfortable working with you. I'll tell Mark after the broadcast, but I'm going to leave. It's just, it's such a, I mean, she's a stupid character anyway, but I feel like this is just such a disservice to the character as well. Being like, well... You won't have sex with me, so I'm just going to quit my job. It's just, I thought this was really strange. It's, yes, it's all stupid. All right, we find David at a bar. He did find a bar, and he's playing darts, getting very drunk. And Mel shows up. He went to three different bars looking for him. And David's like, wow, three bars in one night? (laughs) (laughs) Mel wants to drive him back to the house, but David doesn't want to go. And they have this whole fight about how David just wants Mel's respect, but he doesn't feel like Mel is respecting him. Mm -hmm. And Mel's like, I just lost my dad. Don't make me worry about losing you as well. 
Um, but there. Mel ends up leaving. And he pays the waitress and says, do not let him get behind the wheel of the car. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah. All right. The <laughs> there we're getting ready for this race, which we never see. But I guess yeah. it, it happens, but we don't see it off screen. But the keg crew is getting ready. Claire is not impressed at all. And um, Steve's like, you know, don't you miss me? And she says, how can I miss you when you've been following me for weeks? Like, there's no time to miss you. And he asks her point blank, like, you don't love me anymore? And she says, no. Yeah. You're wasting your time. Yeah. Look, Steve making out with another girl at a party was bad. But she is acting like he like murdered her family or something you know what i mean like she's yeah. so or she's just acting like you know they've been dating a few weeks or something yeah not yeah. like it's he, she literally turned down a prince for him right right yeah a handful like two months ago nuts back at the well so i guess they have that race we don't see it back at the walsh <laughs> house steve gets back from the race Maybe the race isn't. Maybe the race will happen next episode or something. Maybe, maybe. maybe they were just going to practice. I anyway, Steve comes home, and Valerie is up in the kitchen. And she's making herself some tea, and Steve starts to pry. He's like, "Well, how long do you need to rest? And did the doctor give you any medications? And where are these medications? Did you take these medications?" And Valerie has an answer for everything, but she, finally, she's like whoa, like, why are you grilling me right yeah. now? And he's like, no, I just, I don't know, just want <laughs> Just curious. Just... Back at David's grandparents' house, David wakes up the next day hungover, but I guess he did make it home. Apparently, yeah. Mel is out meeting with a lawyer, um, but David and his grandma have a nice little moment where she she talks about how it's the same with Mel and his dad. Like, he never let him drive the car. Yeah. No matter how much he begged. Ooh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's the same dynamic. It's that mm -hmm. it's hard to let go of the things that we love the most. Yep. And she says, you know, you both want the same thing. You both want the other to respect you. And she also says, David, don't drink so much. Yeah. She gets that in nicely. Knowing all this, I think it's it's pretty low for him to leave the car to David yes, and not is. to Mel. It is. Yeah. It's not cool at all. Back at the studio, Brandon arrives for the broadcast with no pants on. Oh, so Just funny. Boxers or shorts or something. So he's, you know. He's he does what we all do for Zoom meetings. You get <laughs> you get dressed up from the waist up. Uh-huh. Who cares what else is going on? That's right. Um, Kelly and Steve are there watching the broadcast for some reason. I'm not sure mm -hmm. why. I guess just because Brandon is in front of the camera, so he wanted them to see. And well, it's funny because they make such a big deal about are you gonna be there at the broadcast? Are you gonna be here? Yeah, let's go watch the broadcast. And then he's like, <laughs> I'm Brandon Walsh, and they're like, All right, see you later. <laughs> Yeah, so Steve pulls Kelly out in the hallway and says, I think maybe you might be right about Valerie because mm -hmm. I asked her these questions. Things aren't adding up. Yeah. And he's like, I'm beginning to wonder if she had an abortion. And Kelly says, I'm beginning to wonder if she was ever pregnant. Yep, there it is. And that hits the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. 
Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Cliff brings over a stuffed animal deer for Donna. <gasps> oh. Because she saved a baby deer, I guess. And she tumbled down the beach. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and he wrote her a card with it, with his address, so that she could write to him. On an oil and, rig. Okay. Yeah, on an oil rig. And they they kiss goodbye. We don't know if or when we'll ever see him again. We don't know. Who could know? How could we know? We can't know. Back at the studio, everyone is loving Brandon and Tracy together on the air. It's been a, a very it's good magic. broadcast. It's magic. And at the, at the end of it, Tracy says, join us next week, meaning <gasps> that she will be back. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thought we were done, but we're not. Mm-hmm. The last scene is back at David's grandparents' house. He and Mel have... You know, they make up in the driveway. Um, Mel still thinks it's a mistake for him to have all the money at once, but he's going to let him do what he's going to do. Yeah. And David says, let's go for a spin. You drive. (gasps) Oh, writing what once went wrong. He finally gets to drive the car. Oh. And they drive off into the sunset. Cute. And that's the episode. That's cute. Yeah. Well, Kendra, uh, what's your verdict? What did you think? Well, I think we got more of what we are wanting, which is Valerie interacting with the others. Yes. Um, Less Kenny is always a good thing. Yes. We only saw him twice. Yep. And um, yeah, so I I definitely liked all that. Um, I think we've made our thoughts clear. (laughs) Brandon and Tracy. Yes. I really hope that David does stop drinking and and we're not doing another David. And I know you know, substance abuse. Yeah. Uh, arc. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Steve and Claire, I don't know. I guess we'll see, but mm-hmm. I mean, putting her on like crew, that's, I, that's like something new that we've never seen. True. Yeah. That sport. So yeah. 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 I don't yeah, know. I, don't know. It, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. I'm kind of with you there. Like I, I would be hard pressed to be like, this is a plot that I'm really loving right now. But like with that, I'm not dreading the episodes. I'm still having a good time, but I ju- I feel a little bit of like a all right, all right. <laughs> let's let's find something we can like yeah. dig our heels in here. But no, nothing yet, nothing yet. Uh, what was your nine hundred two and zero snap? Hmm. You would think I would have this prepared before we record. Why start now, Kendra? I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to when. Kelly confronts Valerie about seeing Kenny. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be when Steve is like, don't you love me? And Claire's like, no. <laughs> you know, I think that's. <laughs> I that's don't pretty, love you anymore. That's pretty hardcore. You yep. Immature idiot. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Kendra, whilst waiting for the next episode, you can catch me every other week on a couple of different podcasts. Kendra, I've been all over the place this week. All right. I was just on uh, previously on X-Men where they were covering the Wolverine anime. And the American voice actor for that is Milo Ventimiglia from like Gilmore Girls. Yes. But think about him voicing Wolverine. Does that, uh, does that seem like a good idea? I'm loving it. Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> Good for you. He can and do then, no wrong. Uh, well, I disagree. Watch the Wolverine anime. Then over on But Have You Tried, I had my co-host watch The Goonies for the first time. Two things I want to share with you about this, Kendra. Number one, I just realized that that Josh Brolin's character in that, his name is Brandon Walsh. 
So no, no it's not. It is. Yeah. His name is Brandon Walsh. His name is Brandon Walsh. They always call him Brand. And the you know the family's last name is Walsh. So I don't think anybody has ever like Brandon Walsh. You come in what here, but it is. What year did the Goonies come out? Eighty five. Okay, so pre it predates. Okay. It predates the second thing for the episode. I read the Goonies novelization, which of course I have. Of course. And in it, Josh Brolin's character is trying to catch a Sean Astin's character, Mikey. And Mikey is like, "How did you find us?" And Josh Brolin is like, "I followed your little Hobbit feet." And then Sean Astin became a Hobbit. Oh my goodness! So I love it. Anyway, so yeah, you can find that. But have you tried wherever you get your podcast? What about you, Kendra? I'm excited to listen to that episode. Okay, all right. Um, I am Miss Musebox ninety one on Twitter. I also have another podcast. Sometimes that I that I co-host called Nineties Music Got Me Like, uh, where we talk nineties music. And our hundredth episode. At, by the time this episode comes out, our hundredth episode will be out. I we talked it. about now. That's what I call music, Volume One. Whoa! Wow! So, that that seems worthy of a hundred. That I seems worthy of a hundredth episode. Yeah, that's exciting. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back here, we're going to be watching season seven, episode nine, "Loser Take All." That's not how the song goes. Now to do it. Here we go. 